What's up, Michigan? Welcome to the final edition of State Champs Michigan's Extra Point, the Michigan High School Football Podcast. I'm Lauren Plant, joined by two of State Champs Scout Team's finest, Matt Mowry and Scott Bernstein. You can read their blogs every week at statechampsnetwork.com. Scott talking about everything happening in Indiana, and he's got Michigan stuff too. Matt Mowry talking Michigan, talking other states, talking national news, whatever it is that uh, seems to be uh, headed uh, our way, and we think you need uh, to know about it. We talk about it, and they write about it. So uh, before we get to everything, Let me just quickly get through our terrific partners who have been with us all year, and then we'll get into what we're going to talk about today. It is National Signing Day at the time we're recording this podcast, so we'll talk a little bit about Signing Day with some stuff that happened. We did have a few surprises uh, here in Michigan. Also, we'll get into kind of our recap of the season, talk about the state finals since we haven't done a show since then, uh, and we'll talk about Mr. Football and Amal Award and everything that went into deciding that and the presentations themselves. It was really, really fun. Uh, so the State Champs Network presenting sponsor of all of our programming is Lawrence Technological University. Over two dozen NAIA varsity sports at LTU, and they want you. They've created a great way for you, the high school athlete, if you have the dream of playing college sports. It's National Signing Day, right? Don't you want to be one of those guys? You can get a great 21st century education and play high-level college sports and you can do it by recruiting yourself real simple just go to ltuathletics.com click on the recruit yourself link it's going to take you to a very short questionnaire just kind of talk about the sport of your interest one of the coaches from that sport will get back to you within 48 hours website again ltuathletics.com State Champs Michigan Extra Point also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. And hopefully we're going to have winter sports going here soon so we can get into our next series of podcasts. But we still got football to kind of wrap up here. The Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's Male and Female Athlete of the Year Award. So here's what's happening. The awards have been pushed back to June right now uh, just for safety reasons and also the fact we haven't even seen these winter athletes hit the floor. Normally, by the time we're doing these uh, nominations and trying to figure out who are uh, the, the cream of the crop, and obviously you've got to send in your application if you feel that you are somebody who could qualify for this award. Um, we didn't even have spring sports last year. We haven't had any winter sports going right now. All we've got is the fall to, to run off of, so uh, they're going to give it some time, and they are. then we will make our decision. So what does that mean for you? Well, the application deadline has been extended. Now, uh, six males, six females are going to be nominated for this award. All you need to do to apply, you go to DACAthleteoftheyear.com. You need to have been an all-state athlete in any of the sports that you play, uh, or maybe you're projected to be an all-state athlete this uh, winter or spring. That's all we need to see. You need to have an a- average 3.0 GPA overall, so all four years, and you've needed to shown, you know, be a leader. Uh, maybe you've, you did some things with the team. Maybe you did some volunteering, uh, you know, heavy in your school. Maybe you're like student council, things like that. Yeah, it's amazing what, what, what you kids are doing out there. And uh, we want to celebrate you. So, again, the deadline is extended. So the one thing you need to know more than anything else is you cannot be nominated if you do not apply. So, again, you want to be a part of this. There have been some amazing athletes who not only have won the award, but have been nominated for the award. Go to DACAthleteoftheyear.com. You can see past winners. You can see last year's nominees uh, who were all winners because we didn't have, you know, in the wake of the pandemic era, uh, we just celebrated all of them as athletes of the year. But I'm telling you, you want to be down here uh, in downtown Detroit for these awards. It's like the Oscars. It's all out. I mean, black tie, black tie, everyone's dressed to the nines, dressed to the nines, networking's going on. Great was, energy. Yeah. You get to, we, we celebrate you and everything that you've accomplished the during DAC your high school just career. A, just an epic building. I it mean, is. It's like, it's, it's unlike any other. It's an institution in the, uh, you know, in downtown Detroit on, in the, um, uh, what the cityscape. The, yeah. The, yeah. It's right overlooking Comerica park. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And they were voted the number one athletic club in the country. So, uh, it's amazing. You want to be there. Lastly, 
The Detroit Medical Center Rehabilitation Center of Michigan, specifically those on the physical therapy and sports medicine team, dedicated to making you the best student-athlete you can be, whether it's sports-specific training or surgery and injury rehabilitation. The pros of the DMC are there for you. Check out our DMC Game Changer segments. Our first ones of the new year are going up this week. Uh, you can find the playlist at our State Champs TV YouTube page or check it out on the State Champs Michigan Facebook page or the website. Uh, you baseball players out there. We're talking this week specifically about conditioning, getting yourself ready for the season. If you haven't started already, you are behind the eight ball. And since we didn't have a season uh, last year, uh, it's important. Injuries can happen very quickly. These are some simple training techniques that you can do. Check it out. It's just a couple of minutes. I highly um, encourage you to do that. And if you are in, if you are a part of our Southeast Michigan audience, the DMC Sports Performance Team offers team and individual training at their facility behind the former Ultimate Soccer Arena in Pontiac. I think it's called the United Wholesale Mortgage Arena now uh, because their facility is right next door. But uh, the DMC Sports Performance Training Facility is amazing. And again, watch the Game Changer segments because that's where we film those. And right now, if you sign up for four weeks of training, which is just a couple days a week, if you say you heard about it from State Champs, you will get two weeks free. Just like that, bam, deals. Do it. All right, let's get into it, uh, gentlemen. And uh, again, we referenced that today is a National Signing Day, which is the first Wednesday of every February. Certainly doesn't have the luster that it once did with the Erling signing period now uh, in December. But nevertheless, uh, I did wake up to see... Uh, an interesting picture on my Twitter feed, and that was Rayshon Benny in the maize and blue. He flipped, uh, he flipped Ronnie Bellamy flipped him. So uh, the the hiring of Ronnie Bellamy two weeks ago by the Michigan staff is already, uh, you know, reaping benefits and and putting forth dividends. Uh, you know, Ron, <laughs> the second that it went up uh, official that um, that Rayshon had signed with Michigan, I saw Ronnie. Uh, posted a picture of flipping uh, flapjacks <laughs> yeah, yeah, in, his, yeah. uh, in a meme. That's right. That's yeah. right. I know Andrew, uh, uh, Andrew Anthony was uh, tweeting, you know, right away saying, here comes another. And I guess he and I've, Andrew's been, been updating it all day. So apparently others uh, have been joining who were not originally uh, coming to Ann Arbor. But um, there was there was all that, you know, there was all the, I mean, it yeah. shows you how how quick things can can switch and, yeah. and flip. No pun intended, because uh, when you know when Tucker first started getting his class together, there was all these this talk about all oh, the the Spartan staff is going to start flipping some of these Wolverines right. to Spartans, and then you know Harbaugh gets the uh, you know gets re-upped, signs a new contract, overhauls his staff, and now it's the other way around. The Wolverines are flipping the Spartans. Well, that was to the to the advantage of teams like Michigan State that were trying to dig some recruits out from Michigan. Because at the time of the early signing day, if you remember, we were even talking about the fact that everything was up in the air with Arbaugh. Didn't know who was going to be on the staff. Didn't know if he was going to be back. And you know that we've talked about this before. Even going into the summer and going into his senior year, Rayshon was kind of you know split between the two. So it's not like this was completely out of the blue. But the other thing is, when he didn't sign in December and left it open, and the fact that Michigan really needed a defensive lineman in this class, you knew they would be working on him as hard as possible. But you mentioned that that addition of Bellamy to that staff is going to be interesting over the next year or so because there are a lot, a lot of quality wide receivers in the state. Same thing goes with on Tucker's staff with Courtney Hawkins going there. Mm -hmm. Those two are going to be going head-to-head, -head, trying to get some of these wide receivers in this state over the next four years. Those are going to be some colossal battles between the two of them, who both have you know long histories with the state and with, with the programs they're with. It, that's, that's going to be a fun kind of mini-dynamic to watch over the next couple of years. We kind of we kind of buried the lead there. Like we haven't really discussed the fact that Ron Bellamy leads West Bloomfield to their first ever right. state football uh, st state football championship, and literally within about an hour of them being um, presented the trophy, yep. word started to leak out from uh, different media outlets that that he yep. was taken off and going to accept a job at Michigan, and it also kind of gives you know uh, retrospectively it gives some perspective I think on on Donovan's. 
Donovan Edwards, Mr. Football, uh, the best player in the state, best offensive player in the state, um, probably the best football player uh, to come out of uh, West Bloomfield High School since uh, maybe Todd Crum uh, in in the early 80s who went on to uh, win a Rose Bowl at, at Michigan and play in the pros for a second. Um, but, uh, you know, <laughs> that's that's a big – that's big news. That's that's like sent shockwaves. Uh, and, and, you know, what does that mean for West Bloomfield going forward? What does that mean for Michigan going forward? And then, like I said um, a couple seconds ago, I think – there was a lot of people, including me. I was kind of uh, banging the drum the loudest at, at the at the commitment ceremony, uh, or the, I don't know, was it a signing or a commitment with Donovan in uh, December? That was just his commitment. Com- okay, well, I mean, he signed. No, he signed. He, he signed. signed. So yeah, it, so yeah, it was yeah, a signing. He signed. Yeah. And and I was just, I was just completely flummoxed, or or, or just, it, it it made no sense to me at the time that you, he was picking. You Michigan. literally said, "What does he know?" Right. Well, I'm maybe like, well, he did. No, I'm sure. I'm sure he did. Yeah. I'm sure. Even right. if even if Ronnie didn't say, I'm a hundred percent sure I'm going. Right. Ronnie said, Donovan, there's a chance that I could be with you in Ann Arbor next year. And I think it's cool that Mike Hart is now the running backs yeah. coach. Yeah. So you know, Bellamy and Hart are tight, and mm-hmm. both of those guys were in eras of good football at the University of Michigan and want to bring that back. And I think that resonates in a lot of living rooms. Yeah. Uh, and, and so young, they've, they've, got, they've got a good class coming in. And, and again, and this is no endorsement of Michigan just from a perspective. I'm looking at it from a fan perspective and from overall. When the best football players in the state are going to Michigan – and they can go to Michigan State, too. I'm absolutely on board with that. My daughter goes to Michigan State, so please don't give me hate. Uh, I'm just saying it's good for the state when our players stay in state and go to the biggest universities. Yeah, that's why it was it was kind of a kick in the gut when Damon Payne said, "I'm the Belleville the defensive lineman said, I'm leaving and going to Alabama. And by the way, I wanted to go to Michigan. <laughs> yeah, But, be, I mean, that's a whole other – we could do a whole podcast on the issues between uh, Belleville and Michigan. But I think actually – you know, bringing Bellamy into the fold is gonna possibly remedy that situation because Bellamy is yeah. very close with with uh, Jermaine Crowell. I know I, I spoke to Bellamy, Ron Bellamy, when this all was kind of starting to percolate last year. When you know Belleville put a ban on players going to Michigan allegedly, and Michigan was or Harbaugh was trash talking the Belleville practices or whatever. But I I, I talked to Ronnie and Ronnie said, you know, I, I'm gonna. Uh, this is this is way before Ronnie ever, I guess, maybe even thought about accepting a Michigan assistant job. He said, "I'm going to get them these two to sit down and hash out their differences. I know both of them. I'm close to both of them, and I'm going to personally fix this problem." And I said, "This was like six months ago." He told me this. Well, and he's got the opportunities. Yeah. If he has not done that yet, it, it, now is now is the perfect time to do it. You get you get Miles Rouser back into the fold. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, another note, you know, again. We're talking about uh, the the big dogs. I thought uh, one thing was interesting because I was I was paying attention to see where it ended up. Uh, Brett Stanley committed to Northwood. Yep, Northwood. And yep. Northwood did well. They did well. They got some. Northwood good did very well. Yeah, yeah got I, some good quarterbacks. They got uh, Jaden Green, the the captain of that West Northwood defensive line. Yep. Today. Yep. They they uh, they also got um, the uh, the wide receiver, um, Luke Bresser. Luke Bresser from Dewitt. Yeah, yep. from Dewitt. So yep. Jalen Pitchford, the best quarterback downriver, I know he committed to that. Yeah, Sheldon Huff, the kid that powered Johannesburg Lewiston all season long. Right. Whether he plays running back or linebacker, Brock Miller from St. John's, we had him a couple weeks ago in yeah. the, in the scout team. Kyle Main, we talked about him when we were talking about Frankenmuth, the giant yeah. on the offensive line. Right. Malik Marable from uh, from Loyola. I actually just I I wrote up earlier today a whole okay. list of everybody uh, who signed with yeah, all yeah. the Gleak schools. So I've right. got it right here. Yeah. Gavin Wisniewski from Heartland and his quarterback uh, Holden Darcy. I mean, yeah, they did well around the state. They've got a lot of names that a lot of people will recognize from this state. You mentioned Jalen Pitch- Pitchford. There are a lot of local quarterbacks that that didn't necessarily have a chance to go D one that landed on rosters. How about this to 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 switch gears a little bit? This is what could possibly be in the quarterback room 
in Big Rapids yeah. for Ferris. <laughs> Trinidad yeah, Chambliss, yeah. yeah, committed there yesterday. Carson Gulker from Zealand West was already headed there. Yep. Uh, Tyus Taylor, a kid from Hialeah, Florida, will be going in. And then there are the other guys that are probably going to end up at different positions. Brady Rose, they listed as a slot. Yeah. Cam Orr, who just led New Lothrop to another state title, is a linebacker. Amari Crowley is going to go in as a wide receiver. But all of those guys have have experience under center, and you know that you know maybe they get a couple chances to get a couple reps, or if they need an emergency quarterback, that's a lot of quarterback talent. But you also see that they're taking kids that can play other positions. Very, you know, th- these are not you know quarterback only guys these are guys that have a lot of skills but that's a fun list to look at just from all of the accolades that those guys won in high school wayne state got a good haul too in this recruiting class yes they got some uh some real sleepers uh guys that uh you know maybe could have been uh mac mac guys or or uh division one double a guys and 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 uh the warriors are bringing them bringing them uh to downtown detroit all right. Any other uh, comments you on National Science Day? One thing I want to say, I want to probably correct myself. I said uh, Donovan Edwards was probably the best player to come out since Todd Crum. Now, that's Todd Crum was a great player. He played in the NFL. But, you know, Matt Juden, uh, yep. who played under the Bellamy Played area, at Grand Valley. Yeah, played at Grand Valley. Pro bowler. Plays for the Baltimore yep. Ravens. Tristan Jackson, obviously. Mm-hmm. He's on a practice squad somewhere. But Juden, another great – I love these examples for kids that are – that are maybe not the four or five stars and the, the kids that feel like it's right. somehow a, a downgrade to have to go to the GLIAC. I mean, you can still go to the league from the GLIAC right. yeah. and have a really successful yeah. career. That's right. No yeah, between between Saginaw Valley, Wayne State, and Grand Valley, they've yeah. put dozens of players into the NFL. I mean, Jeff, I yeah. remember the – yep, yep. Yeah, Saginaw Valley had a whole list. They had Lamar King, I believe, who is the only first-rounder in Gleak history. Paul Spicer. Yep, yep. Played on that same team with King. I covered them. It's crazy. It's crazy. Hey, guys, before we get into our season recap of what took place in the high school football season, I mentioned it at the top, and I just want to reiterate that. Hammer the message home about LTU's Recruit Yourself program. Just listen to this. We'll be right back. If you're a high school athlete with the dream of playing college sports, Lawrence Technological University wants you to recruit yourself. LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports for men and women, along with several dozen world-class undergraduate programs. Athletic and academic scholarships are available in all sports, including its newest additions, competitive cheer and dance, e-sports, women's hockey, and men's and women's track and field. Visit LTUathletics.com and recruit yourself. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. All right, welcome back to the final edition of State Champs Extra Point, uh, the Michigan Football Podcast. Scott Bernstein, Matt Mowry here with me. And uh, all right, guys, so can I, can know, I, can I just backtrack sure, for a second and ahead. just shout? I just want—I was in my head. I was just—I want to shout out a couple guys that I, I mentioned. Wayne State, yeah, uh, Mike Sherrill from mm-hmm. Lakeland, a true diamond in the rough. Uh, can just one of these guys is a, that's kind of like a Brady Rose Junior. Can do it all. Plays wide receiver, plays running back, plays safety, plays linebacker. Um, a huge reason, if not the reason, that Lakeland uh, ran the table in the regular season this yeah, yeah. this year and, yeah. and won the LVC. Uh, that's a great grab for 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 uh, Wayne State. Uh, John Reba, defensive end from Stony Creek. He was the captain of that of that Stony Creek defense that was just a juggernaut. Um, Nick Williams. Kind of an under the radar linebacker, defensive end from uh, Orchard Lake St. Mary's. So, mm-hmm. you know they've got they've got a lot of uh, really talented kids that are there to be the going two kids from field. Davison. Dion oh yeah, Brown of course. And, and Brown Warren. And Warren. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. They had a did, haul too. Did the uh, did the Lakeland coach just? Yeah, he just left he for just, Zealand yes. East today. Yeah, Zealand East. Yep, I saw that. I the that Zealand was East coach. Pennington had gone from Zealand East to Caledonia, I believe. So there's kind of a little little bit of a uh, musical chairs going on. But there's going to be some of that in the offseason because you mentioned earlier, Scott, with the opening at West Bloomfield. And there's some, some other key openings around the state. I mean, Ithaca is going to have a new coach for the first yep. time in a couple of decades with Terry Hesbrook stepping down. And Lansing Catholic's going to have a new coach. Uh, there are quite a few openings this this offseason. I get, I get a feeling I'm hearing um, the scuttlebutt that uh, West Bo- you want to? We're gonna play. Can we play Rumor Island here for a second? Sure. I heard that uh, 
Wes Bloomfield had reached out to Jermaine Crowell at Belleville to possibly really? be coming over there. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think there were some right. conversations um, that might have been facilitated by Mr. Bellamy himself. Um, there you go. But I'm getting told that it looks like West Bloomfield's um, trending towards naming their defensive coordinator, uh, Tyrese Grease, Grice, uh, as, the, as Ron Bellamy's replacement. He's got some uh, head coaching experience at uh, Detroit Renaissance and, mm-hmm. and has run that defense the last couple of years, and that defense has been lights out. So you'd have some continuity there. Um, and then talking about Belleville, I know we're, I'm a little over the place here. That's all right. But uh, we, last, uh, last podcast or the podcast before, we, we mentioned uh, the phenom, the new, the new phenom, the, the new quarterback prodigy. We seem to have one every couple of years. Bryce Underwood uh, got a Michigan State offer. Uh, and he, I think he might have got a Michigan offer, too. I think he got a Michigan and Michigan State offer. Uh, you know, and he's Within days of talking about that, yeah. It yeah, was, it was eight, right after eight, we talked about eight, it. Right, and he's in eighth grade. So that should be exciting. Uh, and then another um, piece of news that, that came out related to Belleville, Jeremiah Caldwell, uh, their wide receiver, defensive back, committed to Kentucky. Uh, and that mm-hmm. should be one of the pieces of the pie along with, um, uh, is it Lockett uh, or Lee? The, the other receivers on, on the Belleville team that are, that are really going to help uh, Bryce Underwood, the young gun, uh, acclimate uh, to, to big-time high school football next year. Yeah, and you know, I think one other uh, way to sell some of the small schools too is when we're talking about universities and the fact that uh, it is not a um, concession to go to those. A lot of times, you get an opportunity to play two sports, and in Brett Stanley's case, he's going to play football and baseball. He's a wrestler too, but he's going to play football and baseball at Northwood, and that's kind of what Jason Fracasa did when he went there uh, originally and uh, before he transferred. But, um, you know, you get those opportunities a lot of times to play multiple sports like you did in high school, and uh, that's just really attractive for for guys. So uh, congratulations, everyone. If you want to hear more about National Signing Day, we've got a special edition of the State Champ Scout Show, which covers Michigan, Indiana, and Ohio, uh, and that is coming out this week. And what that also entails is, uh, you know, Scott had his top 10 for Indiana. Matt had his top 10 for Michigan. Alan had his top 10 for Ohio. And then Alan kind of crafted a... A uh, no boundaries top ten, uh, which was interesting, and an all state champs region. Yeah, and the and uh-huh. I will do. I can say this right off the bat. This will give you a, a, a tease to go check it out. Is you know the number one player he had ranked out of all three states hails from the state of Michigan. The man out of Gross Point South. Another very very heavy target for. The Michigan Wolverines, Ronnie Bellamy, Jim Harbaugh, Will Johnson, uh, a four or five star cornerback uh, wide receiver. Yeah, he's and, an athlete. And I'll tell you what, you know, talking about lineage and bloodlines, his dad, Deion Johnson, uh, played for Bo or Moeller or both um, in I think the. I it was uh, Mo. Okay, in the in the nineties. So so his so his dad's an alum uh, played played in that program. <laughs> Would not be shocked if we were hearing sometime in the next couple weeks or or at least bef- you know before school gets out that uh, Will Johnson's headed to headed to Ann Arbor. We'll see because everybody's coming after him. You yep. name it. Yeah, he's and... one of these kids that you know, like a Donovan Edwards yep. has. Uh, 40, 50 offers and can yep. go anywhere he wants. Yeah, so it's interesting. We'll you, see. It you know, people are going to be. Uh, you know people are going to be making the Charles Woodson comparison with him, you yes. know, with the ability to play multiple positions and impact the game all over the field. And, you know, they'll be hanging up number twos with his name on it just mm-hmm. just in case. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, as we, again, put a bow on the football season that uh, was 2020, bled into 2021, uh, what a wild, crazy. Well, we got it done. We got we, it done. We finished it, and we crowned state champions, and and we show, and all these kids that that had to, you know, withstand that two month um, pause. You know, th- they all came out and and played great. And this is a tribute to them. It's a tribute to their coaches, to their programs, to their schools. They played, you know, outstanding, fundamentally sound football. When we came back after two weeks, we talked about it. I think the, on the last uh, podcast before the state finals. There wasn't that rust factor that I think a lot of us had expected. Um, it was out of the shoot, January 9th, uh, getting back to the getting back to the grind, and and you know teams like West Bloomfield scored, you know, put up a you know 
40, 50 points in that first game. It was, a, it was a great playoff, and we had some great games, some really great outstanding performances. Uh, we'll talk about, you know, kind of Mr. Football and the Anvil next, but just from a season perspective uh, and and the way everything kind of wrapped up, Matt, what are your thoughts and, and you know, that you when you think about uh, this season are, are, are going to be your memories? I think one thing is just obviously the perseverance for all of these kids to be able to mentally stay focused on whatever the task was through all of the pauses and through all of the uncertainty through the summer and the uncertainty over the holiday season to be laser focused on accomplishing the tasks that for most of these programs, I mean, there were some that kind of came out of nowhere to win state titles, but for most of these programs, this was where they wanted to end up at the end of the season and nothing was going to get in their way, regardless of how, you know, silly it seemed at the time or how, how, you know, insurmountable it seemed just for all of them to just kind of keep a laser focus on, on what the goal was and, and to get there, like, like Scott said, we got it done and we got it done maybe later than we ever expected it would be, but it just, just to kind of stick to whatever you were doing and make sure that you, you, cause we could, we could have had, we mentioned that we could have had monumental upsets in that first week. If somebody came back, you know, from whatever break, unfocused and not paying attention and thinking, oh, I got this. We'll just get on to the next round. You you could have had that. And we really didn't have a tremendous number of those. Everyone was razor sharp coming back in January. And I was I was surprised. I thought there was I thought the way I looked at it was no matter how much you prepare, no matter how focused you are, no matter what you do to try to make up for a two month pause. I just thought that Physically, it wouldn't be possible that there was going to be rust. But, you know, for the most part, they came out razor sharp. All these teams came out razor sharp. They did. They did. And and they performed. Maybe we had a half of sloppy play, really, to get things going. And uh, I think we all saw those. And then, you know, from there, it was just really, really fun to watch. And everybody's super engaged. And and a lot of the superstars uh, stepping up. Piggybacking off what you just said, I mean, I think – the most encouraging and, and uh, gratifying thing for me was that once we reached the end, you had all the best players in the state or a, a lot of the best players in the state playing their best football when it counted the most. Yeah. We're at Ford Field. We have uh-huh. three Mr. Football candidates that are just like, just, you know, it's like Rocky Balboa and Apollo Creed in the, in the, in the center of the ring, just exchanging blows. Mm-hmm blow to blow to blow to blow who's going to be the who's going to be the heavyweight champion right and you know ty holtz played great with dewitt brady rose played great with mona shores donovan edwards obviously played outstanding for west moonfield drew collins at montague uh joey football joey silveria grand rapids yeah cam Orr. uh Mm -hmm. so there was just you had all this cream rising to the top and all of these uh just electric performances right when the lights were shining the brightest after everything that had happened, mm-hmm. just made it more kind of, a, I think, a, a more special ending than, than no could question. Even no question. I, I think some of the things that uh, my takeaways will be when I, when I reflect, uh, you know, I remember, uh, and, and I'll just run through a, a few of these, you know, week one when I saw DeWitt come out of the gate and just trounce Portland, and it was just this machine. Uh, and uh, I learned the name Ty Holtz real quickly, and you could just see that program uh, from day one uh, just have their mission, go out and see it, get it done. On the opposite side, uh, and one of the great things uh, that I'm going to remember is I had a chance to shoot the regional and the semifinal for Oak Park, and seeing that team uh, come from awesome. basically yeah, out of nowhere and just really be clicking and firing on all cylinders at the end. From 0-6 to on the doorstep of the state finals. Yeah, I mean, and literally on the doorstep. I mean, they were a hair's breadth away of getting to the state finals. And, and who knows, uh, you know, w- with the kind of confidence that uh, was brimming from them at that point, if they had beat De La Salle in overtime, who knows what kind of game they would have given Muskegon Mona Shores. Uh, I'm excited to see um, – you know, what Burnley does, James at Burnley Lawrence at Lawrence Tech. Uh, you know, he was a guy who who basically, you know, just needed reps. Oak Park quarterback just who missed d- his whole junior year because yeah. of an injury and then just had a little bit of uh, some growing pains in the first couple of weeks of the season. But by mid-year, 
uh, when he found his uh, you know found his groove and found that that hustle and flow that 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 has become kind of a signature of his play. Yeah, and and then he was just one of the major catalysts in that in that playoff run. Guys like him, uh, Keyshawn Jackson, mm-hmm. um, Rayshon uh, Benny. And then, uh, uh, oh, I'm blanking. Harris, uh, Amari Harris. Amari Harris. Who had that great catch. Unbelievable. In catch the, the, in the, in the uh, regional finals. Absolutely. And I think the, another takeaway is, uh, you know, teams like Rochester Hills, Stony Creek. Yeah. You know, who uh, just came out and ran the gauntlet. Uh, came out of nowhere to win the OAA White. Absolutely. Much of the season. OAA just, White. Yes. Uh, just just a, a phenomenal run for them. And seeing new programs, uh, well, not new, but seeing programs that uh, traditionally have not had success, find success. Their, their quarterback, good. Ryan Eckhout, I believe yeah. he signed with Sienna. Sienna Heights. Yeah. Yep. 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 He's one of uh, Ryan Van Dyke's yeah. uh, tutelage kids. Did, so did, Ryan was tweeting very we, proudly. Did we see where... Uh, Boom Boom uh, Cam ba- uh, Burford committed. Did he commit somewhere? He was a leading rusher in Oakland, leading rusher in Oakland County, and yeah. someone that really was getting zero recruiting love. That could still be the case. Um, you know, he, he not particularly big, not particularly, you know, didn't run a four three, but he was dominant this year in the OAA. Yeah, I mean, dominant. Yeah, had uh, you know something like five or six games over two hundred yards. Um, and and really, uh, even in their loss to Romeo in the district finals, I believe he he was over two hundred. So uh, you know he he's a he's someone that I think when given a chance, uh, NAIA um, could really blossom at, uh, you know even further than he already has at the college level. And I would say, Matt, at least for the time being, we saw the balance of power finally shift from Mona Shores. Or from Muskegon to Mona Shores, Shores, uh, you know, and and see that program come out and uh, win back-to-back state championships at the Division II level, which is always an outstanding uh, effort. Uh, You know, we we saw a a team like River Rouge get back to the state finals uh, and prove that that was no fluke, that they are a program who was always going to be, uh, you know, reckoned with here as we move forward. A a superstar in the making at River Rouge, Mm -hmm. Nick Marsh. Uh, their freshman mm-hmm. wide receiver uh, caught a touchdown in the in the state finals. Um, you know, this year there was some buzz about him, and after that state finals performance, Michigan offers, Michigan State offers. Uh, he's six two. I think he runs like a four four. This guy is going to be like what we've seen before from the the DPJs and the Cody Whites of the world, uh, the Deion Burkses from from Belleville. I think he's going to be a real real special playmaker these next three years. Mm. When you can have the nickname Megatron as oh, a freshman, know. I, didn't, I didn't know that, and okay. not yeah, you didn't not, know that. Didn't know oh that. my god! Well, so, well, well, he didn't I'll, give it he'll, he'll just be Megatron for now, and I'm yeah, no good, longer Nick good, Marsh. Good. But yeah, he's when you can live up to that as a freshman. I mean, because so much of that is just based on physical skills and being able to, you know, jump out, jump people, and out muscle people. He, he just he's got the special stuff, but. He's he's going to be something special, and yeah, you're right. That that flurry of offers was not a not a joke right after the finals. Yeah, and and again, you know, the fun things about high school football, uh, it's fun to see the juggernauts in the midst of their dynasties. What Grand Rapids Catholic Central uh, is and will be uh, is phenomenal. Uh, I do want to show, even you know, and we're going to get to Mr. Football and Amble Award next, uh, but I do want to shout, you know, just. Uh, what Christian do read and yep. Belleville and what that offense was this season. And just seeing that young man uh, go out there and lead it and get it done and put up uh, historic he, numbers. He's the, he's the MHSAA's all time passing King. Yeah. Uh, you know, people get really obviously tied up on recruiting stars and offers and where someone projects and if they'll be playing on Saturday, if they'll be playing on Sunday. And sometimes we lose sight of what this is, which is just, you know, high school football. Yeah. And we're talking just high school football and high school quarterbacks. He he's the best there ever was when it comes to the state of Michigan. And he might touchdowns. Be, he might be five nine and you know, yeah. it doesn't look the part. Yeah. But the- believe me, he played the part. And you can ask any you know, secondary uh, per, uh, a player or any defensive coordinator that went against him these last four years, he was putting up Madden-like numbers yeah. every season 
3,000, 4,000 yards, 40 touchdowns, 45 touchdowns. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, and that's, I a, get, that's a legacy. That's and a, I want to get legacy. to your guys' final member, too. And the last thing I will say from a state champs perspective, we got to open the season with King and Cass. And uh, we, we, you know, we, we created a rivalry series. You can watch uh, state champs rivals, Cass versus King, right now. Uh, we've got it all over uh, our platforms, YouTube, website, app, wherever you want to see it. Uh, we actually have put it in for Emmy consideration, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but it was uh, a really, really great game to kind of get things going, which was technically week four of the season being week one. And uh, it was really fun seeing those two dog it out because that game, the first game, uh, was one of the best, you know, highlight-filled, fun, you know, seeing the stars back coming out on out, the field. Coming out party for LaShawn Mumfield. Absolutely. And just for Castex. We got two years more of him. Yep, and Dante Moore didn't disappoint in that game, and we had some really highlight plays. Lynn Weishel right now, uh, the wide receiver for, for King, is another kid that's starting to blow up. Um kind of reaching the status of his quarterback in terms yep. of recruiting interest. Jonathan Slack, an offensive lineman for, for King, is someone who's uh, picked mm -hmm. up a couple uh, Power 5 offers this uh, past week. So, yeah. th th believe me, that rivalry ain't going anywhere. Ain't no. going by the wayside. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's still going to be a, a ton of talent left coming uh, back the next handful of years, and we'll have some great matchups. Yeah, it was fun watching the King brothers, too, just get out there and dominate. And yep. Uh, you know, bulls, men, bulls, men in a bulls in a china shop. No doubt about it. Best way to describe those kids. No doubt about it. All right, so I'll give you guys. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go into our Mr. Football and more. But uh, Matt, again, final thoughts on this season. Just it was just fun. I mean, I think that was every week we had that specter of maybe this is the last week, and you know, it ended up being I think the 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 uh, regional finals that. Is that where, where where we stopped? Where you know, I even asked one. Of we the stopped right after district finals. Stopped at district yeah, finals. Yeah, That's yeah. right. District finals, third round. And I said, just to be out here, even though you didn't win, isn't that kind of a win? Just because you know, so much in the in in the summer, we thought it you know maybe push back to the spring, and maybe we're not going to have it at all. And just the fact that we got every single bit of it in that we could. It's just it just felt like every week just felt kind of like a, a win in that in that aspect. And it's always fun when you get to see, you know, phenomenal performances like we did and and kids that just, you know, you, you love to tell the stories just because their stories are so good, like Brady Roses or, yes. you know, whoever it may be, just because that's that's fun. I mean, that's what we do this for. So from that aspect, the whole season just seemed, you know, even though it was choppy and it was a little broken up, it just seemed like a success just to just to get it done. Scott, final thoughts? We got football. I mean, that's what I mean. There was a there was a really good chance back in the summer that we weren't going to have a football season. So just the fact that we had a season and we had the kind of performances that we had and we crowned state champions and we saw all of the hurdles and adversity and and all the stuff that people had to battle through to get to that point. It it you know not to sound cheesy, but you know make it makes my heart warm. That this is what this is really what it's all about. It's not about offers. It's not about you know what college is recruiting you or how many stars you have or how much hype you're getting on ESPN or Rivals. It's about this. Yeah, this season and playing with your teammates and guys like Donovan Edwards and other guys that could have left during the break and enrolled in their in their schools, but wanted to stay and wanted to finish finish off the season. Um, that's what I took away. That was my takeaway. Absolutely. And that is a perfect segue, my friend, as we get into the Mr. Football and Anvil Award races for this season. Two of the greatest, uh, quite frankly. And, and I know that, uh, you know, a lot of times uh, what's new and what's the latest is what we remember as the greatest. But this truly is, and we've been doing this a long time, uh, both races incredible. And I think the, 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 the talent is just uh, brimming with hope for uh, what these guys, the ceiling is, there is no ceiling I, I for mean, a lot of these guys. Let me just open this by saying. And we're going to talk Amble Award first. Okay. So, yeah. I'll, so, I'll so, bring so, that up Okay. Okay. You. you bring that later. Later. So, let, yeah, let's start, let's start with the Amble. And again, we had a, we, we had spirited debates 
both times that because uh, we had two Final Four discussions uh, when it came to the Anvil. We had one that we did kind of in mid to late December, and then we decided on our Final Four, and and we uh, had figured that okay, we're going to release that over the Christmas time, and then at, at right around New Year's we'll reveal our. Uh, Anvil champ. Then, of course, we got the news that they were going to play more games, and, and we decided to keep that open. Now, like anything, there's always controversy when it comes to uh, when you are selecting somebody to be the top player in the state. Certainly, what? Rocco Spindler for Clarkson, who won the award, did not have the opportunity to play after the pause uh, because his team uh, had seen a, an early exit uh, in the playoffs. However, and Scott and I were talking about this just yesterday. Um, you know, Kurt Richardson's been coaching football a long time. And oh, uh, he's seen a lot of great players come out of the OAA Red. When he says he's the best football player he's ever coached in 45 years, that should hold some weight. He retired his jersey. Yeah. I mean, how many high school players are leaving? Linemen, no less. Before they even enroll in college. Like, we're not talking about 10 years later or five. He retired his jersey while he was still a high school student. Well, he got a chance to see him a lot because he played and started every game in 45 games all four years of his career. Uh, So, you know, the fact that he is somebody who still in the, I believe it was eight games this season, 53 tackles, 25 assists, two sacks, 13 tackles for loss, one block punt, two passes batted down, one interception, 20, 25 quarterback hurries. That was just on the defensive side. On the offensive side, 85 pancakes or touchdowns, never allowed a sack his entire four-year career. Uh, he had an outstanding, outstanding season, career. Uh, the voting wasn't even close. And in this case, I would say that was the real difference, that extra 20% that Rocco had to uh, his coffers there as we were debating uh, the other categories. 32,360 votes, uh, 20,000 greater than second place. And I can tell you that there were there were people in Scranton, Pennsylvania that were up all night voting. <laughs> For Rocco Spindler, uh, some who have never even met the young man, but just but know, know the Spindler name. No, and, it, and, it, it echoes mm-hmm. all the way to Pennsylvania. Yes, it does. Right. And so it's uh, it's it was a really phenomenal year for him. Uh, Max Preps, or I mean Under Armour All American uh, this year, and uh, would have played in that game before it was canceled. Uh, you know, a, a lot of this information I get from Matt Mallory, who had who had done you know done all the all the digging. Three time All Stater in Michigan. Uh, Detroit Fresh, uh, Detroit Free Press Dream Team twice, Detroit News Dream Team three times, uh, and he's a four-star athlete by both twenty-four-seven Sports and rivals, uh, and uh, the third best player on on this year's class. Dominated so, every single snap. Yeah, I, I and, never saw and competed the every single snap. Yes. I mean, he never. He's one of those kids that that sometimes people will you know disappear and you won't be sure if they're in the game or not. He was never not fully engaged. The one play that I will remember is when you're down on the sidelines, especially and Lauren, you'll know this too. Yep. When you're shooting from the sidelines and you're right close to a play that happens right in front of you championship game, his junior year, when they're playing against chip Valley, he shot through, he got sophomore year, Ryan Schuster, sophomore year. That's okay. Yeah. 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 It's all right. Tommy, Tommy Schuster. Yep. Yep. Tommy Schuster. Yeah. Yeah. The older Schuster. Um, tackled him pretty hard and came up and you could tell just by the look on his face that something happened. That was the play where he tore his labrum. Yep. And it was in the fourth quarter and you're like, Oh, he's going to be out. He's going to be, you know, just the look on his face was like, you know, as soon as somebody comes up and they're either trying to mask the pain or they're trying to, you know, figure out if they can play with it. Next play, two plays later, he was right back in there. And, and it was like, well, maybe I saw that wrong. No, he tore his labrum and he played the rest of the game. I mean, that was the point that crystallized in my mind. You knew that the son of uh, Mark Spindler was going to be a tough guy. But when you play the fourth quarter of a championship game with a torn labrum and you're a lineman that has to depend on that shoulder every single snap of the game, that that just embodies how tough that kid was and never, ever, ever, ever wanted to come out of the game or give anything less than, you know, complete every ounce that he had. That was just who he was. And he yeah. was he was that player from the first snap when he showed up on campus as a freshman and started right off the bat and right until the end. 
playing in arguably the toughest conference and the toughest division, I would say, uh, in the state year after year. Yeah. Arguably, you know. He, he was the prototypical two-way uh, force of nature. Yeah. Uh, and, and he again, he checks all the boxes because it's not just the tangibles. Uh, he's got so many intangibles. Uh, he's a leader. Uh, he's, you know, he's a, a, someone who is a presence, whether you're talking about in a huddle or in a locker room. Um, he is, you know, the definition of a, a, what I like to call Sir Grind a lot, you know, a, a, someone that is just all work ethic. And then when you combine all of that with the, with the physical attributes and the bloodline, I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't know how you couldn't just be over the world excited if you if you're Notre Dame and the Fighting Irish. She's there already. He, yeah, he's he, there. He he uh, graduated yeah. early, and um, you know, BK uh, has done a real good job of of mining the state after Notre Dame had kind of forgotten about Michigan for a good decade or two, and and now uh, BK's come in here and just another uh, another notch on his belt uh, of grabbing a. Uh, a, a really, really high-quality football prospect from the mitten and bringing him to South Bend. Absolutely. And I have to tell you, uh, before he left, and, and you can watch the full feature that we did uh, on the uh, Rocco Spindler winning the Amber Award. It's, it's, it's over 10 minutes long. That, that's, that's how we laid it out and, uh, and talked about the race in general and the dominating play that we had from all of our candidates this season. So I encourage you to check it out. It's really great. And I have to tell you, this award meant more to Rocco than any honor he's earned. And we kind of set it up where I came off a bus uh, they have the magic bus there at Clarkson, and I came off that, and he had no idea what was happening. He thought it was just pizza being delivered, and he didn't know if the thing was after the bus, and this bus is honking and honking, and then I come out, and the look on that kid's face, you know, uh, it was it was just like dream realized. Tastes all a, the work. Takes a lot of pride in his craft. All the work he'd done, this is this is what he wanted, and he wanted to go out this way, and, and uh, it, it really means a lot when you see that from – uh, you know, from a young man and has that much perspective on, on a goal that he had in year day. And then the, so. the bond that you see in kind of the, the sidebar to, to the story of Rocco Spindler winning the anvil and finishing off his uh, four years at, at Clarkson was such an, uh, such an amazing uh, legacy that he left. But, you know, the fact that he did it all with his dad as kind of his advisor and yeah. his best friend and his, um, you know, I, I think the, the initial – uh, inclination is if you're an NFL player or an NBA player, or MLB player, and that you have a kid uh, playing or coming up, that automatically there's going to be that bond. And I think that you, that's what you assume. And that's not always the case. Um, this case was really like everything. If you could write a script for how a, uh, an NFL vet and his son, the up and coming, possibly potential NFL vet yeah. kind of bond over the sport of football and one teaches the other and one learn you couldn't have written a better script than, than Rocco and, and Mark Spinlin. Yeah, it's a, and and I've got a story that I'm I've been working on yeah. over the year a feature that's um you know it's it's a family in football yeah. is, is I don't, don't want to say coming the, out. say the name but cuz I don't want to embarrass anyone but it my first you know wake up call to to the phenomenon that I just said was early on in early um Mid to, early, uh, mid to late 2000s when I first started reporting for the Oakland Press, and there was a, an athlete who, I'll say he was a basketball player, and his father had been a superstar. Uh, his father had been a, you know, someone that, that like, shoe companies did commercials about. And uh, I remember one of the first couple times I was interviewing, I was like, uh, so, uh, you, know, what is your, you know, what does your dad say? And he's like, I don't talk to my dad. Yeah. So like that is that's kind of what I started with, yeah. And now I see with Rocco and, and Mark, and it's like okay, one is a sad kind of story of a father and son that don't have that bond, and then now twelve years later, this is like the perfect story of the father and son that have that bond. Absolutely, absolutely. Congratulations to all of our candidates, and uh, congratulations to Rocco Spindler. Good luck at the University of Notre Dame. Okay, then there was Mr. Football, which. By far the most engaged, the most talked about, the most debated, uh, in a good way, uh, race that we have ever oh had. Oh my God, razor when it thin. Came to this. I mean, 
Yeah, it I mean, was. There's, there's, you didn't. You couldn't lose any of the four finalists that you gave the award to was deserving of the award. Yeah, and while Donovan Edwards, due to you know the fact that that Coach Bellamy, you know, limited uh, his role early in the season, they continued to win. He wanted to showcase. You know, he, he, he had so many. He limited his role all the way back to sophomore and junior yeah. year. I mean, this was like a a long. Long play. This wasn't the short play. Right, and he knew that Donovan Edwards was going to get his, and uh, and all the offers were there and all the stuff, and when he needed to shine, one he the, shined. One of the greatest postseason performances in yeah. MHSAA history, regardless of sport. 16 touchdowns in his final four games. Yep. Uh, just utter domination and uh, imposing your will and showing off everything that you have to offer on the biggest of stages, yeah, does it all. Speed, power, finesse, flash, flare. Donovan Edwards, uh, very, very, very special playmaker to ever come through uh, our state. And we're so blessed because at the pause, he wasn't on a lot of names when it came to postseason accolades because he um, hadn't. He just had didn't have the numbers, and there were so many that did. You know, the Caden Woodalls and the DJ Stepneys of the world. Uh, those were the guys that had put up the gaudy, gaudy stats, and uh, and their teams had success too through that point, you know. Uh, and when we got the race back on at regionals, eight of our final top ten candidates were still alive and had a chance to play their way into the final four. And following the state semifinals, we had a, a vigorous debate in in picking our final four. Uh, and, and Ty Holtz had already been in, although he would have been in regardless, um, you know, if there was not a voting uh, aspect of what we did. But Ty Holtz was in, Christian Dureed was in, Donovan Edwards was in, and Brady Rose were in. And, uh, you know, three of the four advancing to the state championship had never happened. Scott alluded to it earlier. All three played their lights out. All three won state championships. All three were the MVPs of their game. And uh, it was just incredible. And even Christian Dureed and his Tigers, I mean, just one play away uh, from possibly getting to the finals. And that's how close it was. And Donovan Edwards in West Bloomfield would have been on the other side looking in. Uh, which was, but again, they, was, the more I watch things that, happen the way they happen. The more I watch the replay of that final two-point conversion attempt in the semifinals, the instant classic, 35-34, double overtime, West Moonville takes out Belleville. <laughs> West Moonville might have blown up that play, but, you know, the, the running back, uh, was I think it was, was it Christian Jones? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on the running back's name, but the running back who the ball was thrown to, I mean, he, he almost caught that ball. Very like, close. That, that was no— It kind of fluttered a yeah. little bit, and he tried to reel it in with one hand and pull it in. But, yeah, it was right there. Yeah. It so even though right the, play, the play had blown up and Dureed was having to improvise, he almost improvised and, you know, enhanced his legacy even more by pulling off that play. Uh, you know, kudos to West Bloomfield, but, you know, the, a lot of quarterbacks after that plug, a play gets blown up, they just take a sack. And again, just to further your point, and again, Matt, Matt, with the numbers on a lot of this, when when play had resumed with regionals, 245 yards on 19 carries, scoring four times in the win over Romeo against Belleville. Uh, and again, this was a team that uh, only allowed more than two scores in three of its first 10 games. Donovan had 150 yards, three touchdowns against the defending D D1 champ Davison. They, through regionals, had just given up five rushing touchdowns, only 725 yards rushing all season long, all season long. Cam was uh, not Christian Jones, Cameron Jones. Right, Sorry. right, there you go. Uh, you know, Matt Mowry coined the phrase domination. Yeah. Because that's yeah. exactly what it was. 14 carries, 257 yards, three scores, and three quarters of work. New MHSA Finals Division One record, 50 shy of the All-Division record. And, of course, if he'd have played anything uh, in his fourth, um, quarter. fourth quarter, you know. And, uh, you know, again, nearly 800 yards, 15 touchdowns rushing his final four games. Unbelievable. Man amongst boys. Yeah. And uh, just, just uh, again, another young man who was humbled you know, he'd been asking us. We gave Rocco the award the night before. He's DMing us on Twitter. When are you doing Mr. Football? You know, <laughs> we're like, sometime this weekend. 
And uh, yeah. but again, he still is is and it's, and it's after he does his, not feel after he scored his first touch on a Ford Field, he's running around the sidelines. Yeah, like, I'm Mr. Football. I know. I'm Mr. Football. I know. And and and, and I know that turns people off. I, that, but again, I you know, I, you I, have to understand it's it's a if you watch the Mr. Football feature we did, and he kind of talked about you know Chad Ochocinco was his guy coming up, and he's like, you know, I always he said I it's a confidence thing, you know, no, he used to say nobody can can. Uh, Stop eighty five. You know is what Ocho Cinco would say, and he's like, nobody can catch number six. He's that like, that's that just how I feel. That doesn't turn me off. I don't know to, to, it, to, to hear uh, Donovan that that he was so dialed in on trying to win Mr. Football. I it's mean, a fixed mindset. Yeah, and and, and that's what you want to have. You want a, a player to have confidence in himself like that. My my follow up, Lauren. Had I been there with you guys when he when you handed him the award, his first words were. I'm speechless. I would have asked either him or Ron Bellamy how many times in his <laughs> life he's been speechless because it's probably not a whole lot. Right, right. But that's just who he is. I mean, they, Ron even, you know, kidded him in the postgame press conference that he's known him since elementary school when he was acting the fool. It's just because he, that's just his personality. When he is getting into the game, it's because – his mouth is running and he's running and it's just it's just part of what he does and i don't think there's any harm in it like you said scott i don't know that it's it's you know arrogance or anything like that it's just it's just him he's not down i thought it was funny when he was sitting over there yeah i don't think he's down talking the other he's candidates not. he's just no. up talking himself no. that's right yeah. that's right absolutely he's his his uh uh, and he'll and he'll admit too he's his biggest critic at at, at times as well. You know, it never crossed the line. It wasn't like he was, um, no. you know, bowling over a a, a, a tackler and right. standing over him no. and dropping the ball in his yeah. chest, or stepping something. over him. Yeah. No, no, none of that happened. And talking with his father, he's like, "This is nothing new." He said when it was, uh, he was saying when he was, uh, and this is not in the story, but this was from our interview. You know, he said uh, he had like ten home runs in like in baseball, in like ninth grade. Uh, he was, you know, he, he played, was. He played on the varsity basketball team as a freshman. Too. Yep, he was a soccer player, and he said he scored more goals than anybody in the league. You know, he's like he was great always at everything he did because he gave one hundred percent to everything he did, and he just amplified his God-given talent. And let's face it, that young man has God-given speed. You can't even appreciate how fast he's running when you see it on camera until you see it in but person. But it, it's more than just the breakaway speed; it's the vision. Yeah, it's the. Uh -huh determination that he runs with I, I i really haven't since maybe prescott line who was another uh mr football winner back in 10 or 11, 2011 11 um that kid was just a monster rushing the football uh more of a power back but you know he, he ran with just such determination but donovan take kind of takes it to a whole other level and for someone that has all the accolades and can just really lean on that natural talent he pushes that gear uh you know into 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 you know, you know into overdrive um and just has so much it runs with so much grit and and and, and someone that uh is so tough to bring down and when you add the speed and the power and then the mindset you have what in my opinion is is the perfect running back recruit and i, I I hope I'm not getting too far ahead of myself, like I maybe did with the Alex Malzones of the world. But oh, I here really, it comes. I really here think, it comes. I really think the Don curse. No, I really think Donovan Edwards <laughs> can be someone that yeah. single-handedly turns the fortunes around for the University of Michigan football program. No pressure, Donovan. No pressure. Just yeah. you be you. But uh, yeah, I mean, this talent is is that big. I mean, uh, the interesting you asked about Bellamy is. Uh, because of the dead period, Bellamy was not allowed to walk onto a high school campus, so he could That's not true. be at I the presentation. That, Otherwise, yeah. we would have we would have uh, interviewed yeah. him. That's why I used uh, his words after the That's state true. finals in the feature uh, that we did. So I thought that was interesting. And and interestingly enough, uh, following that game, Edwards uh, received his fifth star mm -hmm. from twenty four seven Sports. Uh, still four uh, as far as rivals goes, but uh, his fifth star got ranked him now as the number one player in Michigan coming out of. Uh, this class, number 32 in the nation, uh, the country's second best running back in the 2021 class. He had 44 offers uh, to to choose from. Uh, and it was very interesting talking to his dad. You know, he, he said, you talk about his mindset and how it's fixed. It was always Michigan. 
it was always Michigan. And so uh, I think, think that's interesting. You know, we'll, He we'll, loved those other schools he visited and all that, but the, in his mind. But I think right. the backstory really, and I've, I've spoken at length about this and written about it a little bit, you know, some of the decision was just being a 17-year-old kid. He wanted to go play with his two best friends. Uh, he wanted the chance. I'm guessing that Ronnie told him there was a chance he would go to Michigan. He wanted a chance to go and be under the tutelage of his high school coach. Um, I just think those three factors, the Macari Page, Cornell Wheeler, who will be sophomores next year, those are Donovan's closest friends. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously Bellamy, I'm, I'm sure, told him that there was a possibility that he would be there. Uh, I, I, I just don't think that there was – that that was that was the X factor in that decision, um, and I know his his final. And we could see Lance Dixon there. Very, yeah, you know, so it's fine. Very his, 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 as well, his, he's in the transfer. His short, his short list was, was yep. Notre Dame, Georgia, Oklahoma, Penn State, yeah. Michigan, and he he Donovan actually told me afterwards when I was asking him about you know how the decision came about. He said he liked early on he liked Penn State, and Lance Dixon was heavily recruiting him, and then he said Lance's had. So it doesn't shock me that Lance is in the portal right now because Donovan told me in December, he's like, Lance is kind of soured on Penn State and, and told me that he might be leaving. And now just this week he left. Yeah, which is interesting because the King brothers both now at Penn State and yeah. Jamari Budden at yeah. Penn State, uh, three of our top yeah. players uh, in but the state this year. I, I know that state. It, just to show how, how intense his recruiting was, I know that you know the Notre Dame, you had, you had, you had Rocco in his ear. Because yep. Rocco knows him. Yep. For for Georgia, I heard the 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 Georgia had Matt Stafford calling him, uh, and in recruiting to Georgia, and then I heard that he had a couple meetings, a lunch or two, with Adrian Peterson to try to get him to go to Oklahoma. Go Oklahoma. So yeah, he, you know this. Yeah, was, uh, either Georgia or Oklahoma would be great destinations for Donovan Edwards as well. Yeah. Uh, they love the running back and uh, and features high octane offenses, but I think uh, you know you can and we're we're gonna wrap this podcast up. I think you can say uh, with true honesty, sometimes there is something that says, "Man, if I'm one of the people responsible for turning yep. Michigan that's, around," that's what he said to me. That's oh my what he said God, me. you're a legend yep. in this state forever, or you're hated and vilified forever you know from a rivalry perspective and he also told me he got real close with not jim harbaugh but jay harbaugh jim's right. son right and uh so that was a, a big factor in his recruiting yeah 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 we want to see it it's 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 always good when when for football college football michigan is good whether you root for him or not uh it just makes the conversation that much more and, fun. and, and michigan has three guys coming in there uh as true freshmen that could get immediate playing time donovan quarterback J.J. McCarthy, the number one drop-back passer in the country, and then uh, Jarrell Worthy. I think they call him Flash. Yeah. Uh, down, who who picked Michigan over Alabama. As, he's a wide receiver. And we've got, you know, let's face it, we've got some trench dwellers that we're going to be looking forward to see. Giovanni Ohade is yep. going to be there. Uh, Raheem Anderson from Cas Tech is there. And now Rayshon Benny, who committed yep. uh, this morning. So uh, three Anvil candidates uh, at one school. That's kind of fun. And uh, so it's going to be really interesting to see what this class does at the next level. Well, ladies and gentlemen, our time is up here as we wrap up another season of State Champs Michigan's Extra Point. Usually we do this, uh, you know, a couple weeks before Christmas. Uh, and uh, we you know, want to wish everybody a happy holiday and happy new year, but that's not happening. Uh, and so uh, I do want to say... Um, quickly, before we go, I just want to play a quick PSA because... One thing you need to know, as winter sports will get going here pretty soon, there is a great need for officials. So if you are somebody who is who wants to earn some great money, uh, stay in the game, become an official, check this out. The love of the game draws us to sports. As players, coaches, spectators, and officials. For officials, it's a way to stay in the game they once played, to feel the thrill of putting on the uniform, stepping out of the playing surface, hustling to make the call, and building the relationships which could only be built in sports. If you still have that love for the game, we always need new officials. Register now at MHSAA.com. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. All right, and that's it. So for uh, Matt Mowry and Scott Bernstein, I want you to know that uh, you're not going to stop hearing us because once basketball season gets going, that's when Michigan hang time gets going. So we're going to talk about uh, the world of boys basketball. TJ Kelly, of course, uh, is our esteemed expert, and he will be jumping in on the podcast when we get that going. Scott will be back. Uh, Matt's got huge flavor for girls basketball, so he's going to be able to get you updated on everything happening within girls basketball. TJ 
will do our boys' rankings at statechampsnetwork.com. Matt will take care of the girls' side of the rankings. Really excited to see uh, what can happen here uh, in the hoop season, and uh, we're going to have a lot to Bashir, talk about. Bashir Jahad, one of the best uh, front court prospects. See, he's in already the doing it. Committed to Ball State this week. Okay, so. we got. Yeah, they, they handle the rankings. I handle the recruiting. Yeah, and we run it, this thing. It's an incredible class this year for boys basketball. There's no question about it. Despite the fact we lost a couple to the prep sports, uh, we have got some really, really great guys uh, and great teams, and uh, it's going to be really fun. So we're going to be getting into that real soon. Other than that, uh, for any, we have tons of podcasts here at State Champs now, whether it's cheerleading, swimming, hockey, basketball. That's what we got going for the winter. We've got baseball, softball, and lacrosse getting set to go in the spring, and there may be more added to the fold. Uh, anywhere you get your podcasts is where you can listen to our podcast. So just find the app of your choice and uh, play them and let us know what you think of them. We'd appreciate it. All right, so that's it for another season of State Champs Michigan's Extra Point. For Matt, for Scott, I'm Lauren, and we will talk to you in the fall. <laughs>